All right, welcome to the Big Break Cycling Podcast. I am your host, Ang Ha, and as usual, I have with me Nathan Ong. And on this episode, we'll talk about the Tour de France, including all the favorites and GC sprinters and stage hunters. But before I begin, let's uh, catch up on what's been going on lately. And I'm actually in Aspen, Colorado, uh, which is right around 8,000 feet above sea level, depending on where you are. And that is killing me right now. Um, It's been two days, and I just got done from a ride. Climbing Rune Bells, I'll put it on my in the show notes. Very good climb, very scenic. I mean, yeah, enjoying it here so far besides the altitude. But um, it's fun and enjoy it, and I would recommend to any listeners to go visit Colorado because it's beautiful, uh, just for riding and even not riding, um, hiking, all that. But yeah, um, Nathan, what have you been up to since the last episode? Well, the last episode was just a recap of Everest, and I think since Everest, then burning off some of my um, post-Everest fitness in in various ways uh, really enjoying just uh, riding around and doing some KOM hunting <laughs> locally <laughs> in Greenbelt uh, and that's been it, I mean that's kind of riding is uh, pretty fun you know getting to uh, just hammer with some friends and you know go out and really really test um, myself on some climbs and some segments that I've had uh, in mind just for a while but uh, and I think that the, the Everest fitness, you know, came good in, in many senses, but also, uh, you know, some people went back and, and took back the, the <laughs> KOM, so that was a little bit disappointing, but uh, other than that, uh, yeah, nothing too much. Um, it's very humid here in Maryland recently, so uh, riding is just sweaty, really, uh, just getting used to the summer, um, and yeah, for this weekend, I think the big thing on, on my radar that is uh, not cycling related is trying to get some Adidas Yeezys, but oh no, <laughs> but taking taking the L's like crazy right now. It's just crazy. Um, yeah, it's not whatever. Um, I don't know. Besides bikes, I'm kind of like into shoes, and besides shoes, I'm kind of into into bikes. So. <laughs> Vicious just cycle. To, I know, just trying to figure that out. But other than that, other than those two things, nothing really. It's cool. Um, Yeezys are like, I don't know, not even really my cup of tea, but I think it's just trying to chase something and uh, trying to get them. So we'll see. We'll see if I can get them. I, I've done like 100 raffles, and so far I've probably gotten like 100 L's so far. <laughs> it's uh, pretty brutal. Um, harder than any, any race that I've gone to. Harder than any race. funny. <laughs> yep. I guess for the listeners who don't know about the shoe game, it's a completely different culture. Um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about it more in future episodes. <laughs> it's pointless. pointless. <laughs> you told me uh, a couple days ago about you know, one of your friends got on the, the unicorn bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So here's a shout out to uh, to my boy, Daniel Popovich, uh, nicknamed Papa. <laughs> he's uh he's a good he's a good buddy for uh, of mine from like car stuff and and he he wanted a link to our podcast uh, about like you know like a week or two uh, ago and he he said that he had forwarded you know his um the i guess the the podcast link to to one of his buddies and i'm not exactly sure how this happened but i guess his buddy either like went out and got a, a a set of uh of easton Akeep pros like handlebars or like like danny just showed me this picture and i was like blown away that he found 
basically you know the unicorn handlebar that i was talking about in episode three so um yeah if people ever say that you are not influential in life (laughs) totally totally wrong someone has actually listened to my podcast and went out and got arguably the best handlebar that money can buy so kudos to you dan dan's friend (laughs) i i shout you out and shout out dan too so yep awesome thought that was pretty funny (laughs) thought we should uh show that to the listeners <laughs> yeah but he's not the only one that got the unicorn bar dun, that, dun, dun. that is true and um i guess we'll we'll save that for a later episode too <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving on um we'll just quickly recap about the giro i think we never actually talk about that just because of the time schedule of our podcast but might as well do it now i mean even though it's been a while um it was still i think one of my favorite gc race in a long time yeah, basically, Tom DeMullen just smashed in the TTs and won it. That's like the, <laughs> that's the gist of it, but no, there's a lot more that happened. <laughs> that's, that's that's the the one sentence summary of, of the Giro. Exactly. Um, now it was it was exciting. It definitely was. Um, you know, I think that the the heavy favorite that was coming into the race was uh, Nairo Quintana, and I guess it had turned out that. He, he had mentioned or his coach had mentioned that the Giro Tour double, they wanted to try and do it, but try and do it with as little um, energy kind of spent as possible or at least like as little like peak fitness as, as they could kind of muster because the Giro Tour double is is pretty, um, pretty elusive. I think that the only one that has uh, potentially done it in the same year or at least in recent memory is Miguel Indurain. Um, and I don't, I think that was like 92 or 93. Um, so, I mean, it's been a while, uh, not too many grand tour riders like go for the double these days because it's just so physically and mentally like hard. Um, especially with like Froome and, and some of the, the most recent GC contenders being pretty specialized in, um, the way that they go about racing for, for grand tours. Uh, personally i think that you know obviously you said tom dumoulin was uh you know one of the biggest surprises of the race and you know i thought so too i think that just the way that he came into the giro with um some pressure but uh he kind of played his chances down you know he was saying um you know like we'll just see how how i go and and the more uh he was in the giro you know the longer the the tour went on I think that he just, you know, continued to, to ride really smart, you know, really um, to his abilities. And uh, despite even losing the um, pink jersey by the last time trial, he really, you know, it was it was all, you know, for his to win at, at the end with um, Quintana not being a very good time trialer in for the last stage. And the last stage being like a pan flat, like almost downhill TT. So, I mean, he had some just impressive victories, uh, Tom DeMoulin, and some impressive rides. Uh, everyone by now um, has heard of the, the uh, <laughs> what is it, the, the poop gate or, or whatever <laughs> yeah. you want to call it. And, um, you know, just him riding kind of an individual time trial by himself and him taking that stage. Um, I think it's, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Europa. Op, op, Europa. Uh, op, op, yeah, So. Something like that. Apropa, Aropa, <laughs> you know, the stage that he won, which is a mountain stage. I mean, he's actually, it's for a, a big guy like that and, uh, you know, for him to lose the weight, uh, it just is very reminiscent of, you know, the, uh, you know, what, 
with Wiggins and kind of like not really a Froome, I guess, but more of like what Wiggins did and for him to take mountain stages. I mean, Wiggins was never taking mountain stages away from from Quintana either. So, no. uh, yeah, I mean, he's very young. It's uh, cool to see him, you know, doing really well. And uh, he, he signed like a crazy like like four year deal with with a giant uh, or Sunweb. I mean, after after the the Giro, so. I guess they I hopefully they invest in some good riders, you know, because he was definitely under supported at, at the Giro. Um, and I think that just moving forward, you know, maybe he, if he can have some good riders around him, he can maybe go for the tour um, in the next coming years. Yeah, I definitely agree. And just for the record, I, I for one, was not surprised about um, Tom DeMullins. Always oh, that's your boy. <laughs> Always had faith in him. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I read in, in an interview with uh, the DS of Sunweb, they were the goal was to be top five so you're right i mean they didn't come into the the giro with high ambitions but um realistic goals so yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah great ride by him and you're right yeah he did have a weak team unfortunately you know wilco kilderman got crashed out so that you know who knows what would happen but yeah hopefully they sign more guys um he's definitely uh, a future contender for sure for the tour I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me in a bad way, maybe not a bad way, a negative way, um, I was expecting more from Thibaut Pinot to time trial a little bit better. I, I think that he just, uh, you know, even this week as as nationals are, are happening um, as we speak, yeah, he just he hasn't been time trialing well. No, um, especially ever, from last year's, yeah. Right, ever since, ever since 2016, um, where he he took that one stage, uh, I think it was that that time trial from Dumoulin, yeah, yeah, which was right. really crazy. Uh, he just hasn't been time trialing well, and I think that he could have easily had a podium on. Um, well, he probably even could have gone for you know the the GC overall if he would have been able to time trial better in the Giro. So we don't know, and I think that as of today, he even like dropped you know five minutes on on um, on Latour. Uh, uh, in in the French uh, national time trial championship, so whether it's fatigue, whether it's just um, you know maybe a position thing, or maybe I, I don't know, he, he just he was very disappointing in, in that in that particular discipline, and I think that that really cost him a, a good shot at uh, a top three in the Giro. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, I think another highlight from the Giro was Gaviria. I mean, he was unbelievable. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, good and Miko Landa. I mean, he was riding in the mountains like a goat, despite the crashes. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think those are some of the memorable moments for sure for the Giro. Yep. And um, with the Giro, I think we have. I think we can look up to the tour and start talking about that. Okay. So that starts uh, July first, and um, which is pretty soon, actually, in a week. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> for that. Um, Interesting parkour this year, I think. Uh, only two TTs, which are very short. Um, stage mm-hmm. one, the prologue is only 13k, and then stage 20, which is the day before the last stage, is only 23k. So mm-hmm. you know it's not going to play to Froome's favor, I don't think. And then there's only three summit finishes, um, and then there's three mountain pass stages. So still a lot of climbing, but I don't know how it's going to play out. I think people are saying this is like the most open tour uh in recent memories so i guess we'll see taking away a lot of the 
the time trialing miles from this year's tour, uh, which I mean, it's the the right of you know the organizers to do that. You know, as far as changing it up, and I think that's good. Uh, I mean, you kind of have the the contrast of um, you know two thousand. 12 when Wiggins won and there was just so much time trialing I think there was like three like 40k time trials yeah. or something um which was like the perfect storm for for uh Wiggins on that year mm-hmm. but I mean it is a, a leveling factor and I think that will definitely impact how the riders um uh you know fare and and obviously like will you know allow some of the the other riders that aren't even you know, pure climbers to, to do fairly well, um, in this tour, I think. Yeah. And, uh, I think for the GC riders, uh, and then if you think I'm wrong about any of the picks, I think top five is going to be either Froome, Contador, Port, Valverde, and Quintana. I think those would be the top fives. And then, you know, the rest of these guys, uh, Dan Martin, Bardet, Fulsang, Aru, Yates, Micah, Tolansky, and I think even George Bennett, um, are kind of like, they'll be fighting for top from five to ten i don't think you're missing anyone um i think yeah. that there's definitely going to be a lot of uh infighting for the top five positions i i really don't know how quintana is going to fare uh, especially with the uh with the giro you know in his in his legs uh just you know less than a month ago um yeah it's valverde and quintana i just i just uh that's going to be a very interesting dynamic for that team mm-hmm. um yeah and Bardet uh I'm not sure if he'll be that great um but yeah it's gonna be interesting for sure what do you think of uh Port's chances I think this is like his best year so far he is looking very strong um I, I just when I when I watch him you know he's it's it's his race to lose on paper, but um, historically he hasn't been that great of a of a three week rider, not strength wise particularly. Uh, and I know that this is probably the first opportunity that he's had as the solo uh, lead, but for whatever reason, like he's, I, I feel like, I feel like mentally sometimes he's not there. Like he actually gets caught behind like some crashes. Um, and I think that that's also like Geraint Thomas's type of type of issues too. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean really, like I I think that finishing a Grand Tour and keeping like a yellow jersey and like doing all those things, the the kind of behind the scenes things that happen stage to stage is is really staying out of trouble. And um, I mean I I don't want to open a Pandora's box with this comment at all but i do think that there it's it's valid in in some sense um i actually thought that one of the most um impressive things about the lance uh armstrong era wasn't like the strength that he um you know had in the mountains or you know just obviously like blowing people away who were doping left and right but it's actually staying out of trouble for seven years in a row. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not advocating, you know, Lance and, and any of that. But to, like, not get crashed out, like, to not, like, have, like, punctures at, like, the wrong time. Um, 
I mean, he even rode through that like infamous field at one point, which he could have easily, you know, punctured on that and mm-hmm. then, you know, not finish the stage in the yellow, you know, all those things. But, you know, and I don't like to necessarily use the term luck, but yeah, it is one of those, like, you have to just stay out of trouble. And uh, there's some riders in the pro peloton that just trouble, like, just seems to follow them around. Yeah, um, that's true. You know, with whatever, for whatever reason. I really hope, I mean, I, I think Port is, is a very likable guy. Um, you know, I like the way that he interviews, and certainly I like the way that he rides, kind of being a smaller rider. I I, um, I kind of, you know, maybe empathize more with his uh, his riding ability than, um, than you know, someone who, who's, like, really tall and, and lanky and stuff like Froome. But, yeah, I, I don't know who I'm rooting for yet either. I, I definitely do think that it is Port's to lose at this point, yeah. Yeah, definitely on paper with the results of 2017. And then especially since Froome or Condor hasn't won anything this year so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I'm, I kinda, I'm kind of rooting for Condor personally, even though he is kind of like in the twilight years of his career, <laughs> which is tough, you know. I mean, he's such a great rider, especially being so aggressive and just taking those big risks. Which you don't see yeah. a lot in the in the peloton these days, so you know it's good to see that. Yeah, I mean it's going to um, be a l- really contingent on on teams. I think team strength um, because so far, e- even this whole season, uh, we haven't seen um, you know a team really really bring out like their their tour caliber like you know top whatever you know uh, eight eight nine dudes right. Yeah. And I think that Team Sky always does that. Like they always leave their their best teams for the tour. And I'm not quite sure that Port's team can stack up to the the basically like the the yeah. mountain lead out train that that Froome has. And I would say that Trek Segafredo is um kind of similar in that that way too. I, I'm not sure uh, how strong that they're gonna be when they uh when they meet team sky now movistar they've been really strong of course um, yep i would agree with that th- they're they're climbers <laughs> and they're they're riders in many of the different um week-long tours and the giro have been really really impressive so uh, they might be the second best power power team um behind sky and with the two leaders of valverde and and Quintana, it's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, definitely. I think for the GC, it'll be a very interesting race, and hopefully, you know, some excitements and surprises happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like for Trek and BMC, yeah, they only have like maybe two other guys that can help the the leaders in the mountain. So we'll see how long they can last. You know. All right, so then let's talk about the other riders because it's not always about the GC, but the sprints and you know the, the the classic stage are always exciting to watch too, and I think it's a pretty deep field. I mean, you got Sagan, you have GVA, Michael yeah. Matthews, Duran, Gilbert, uh, Kilkowski. I mean, the list can go on. I mean, you got Kristoff, Degenkolb, Greipel, yeah. Tell. What are your thoughts on the guy on the on those kind of stages? Well, and I'm assuming Demar is also in there too. Um, yeah, I forgot the French guys. <laughs> <laughs> the French are people too, and the French are people too. Yeah, he just came off of a win too. It was a, a really small, um, just like a one day race. I think he beat um, Ilio Kaiza and uh, some other guy. Uh, but yeah, Demar, he's uh, 
he's a Milan San Remo winner. He's no no slouch as, as well. And he That's was true. climbing really well early season. Um, remember that one stage that he took uh, in that? Uh, what stage did he? T- it was just so impressive. I, remember, I know you're climbing. talking about though. I forgot what race, but it was it was, it was impressive. Yeah, um, yeah. Just blew the other it, guys it, out of the water. It almost <laughs> it almost made me believe that he didn't hold on to that car. <laughs> almost. We'll never. know. I still think he might have hold on to that car, but <laughs> we'll never know. Yeah. Um, of the of the sprinters, classic guys. Is, is there anyone you're rooting for? Well, I'm rooting for Cav to come back. Um, you yeah, know, still in question. But yeah, yeah we'll for see. the listeners, I mean, Cav. He's had um, he's had mono for like I guess the whole season almost, and uh, I think I think the UK road road race championships are happening this weekend. So I think he, he might not even be on the start list. I'm not even sure where he's at. I think it's looking pretty grim for Cab to start the tour, if I'm honest. But out of that list of people, I can't see past Sagan for taking yet another green. He's going jersey. for the record, actually, or tying the record. Is it? Who has the record? Is it uh, Eric Zabel? Uh, it could be Zabel. We have to look this up and put it in the show notes. I didn't think about that, but he is t- think... going for the tying tying record. Oh my gosh! And Sagan, he's so young. He's gonna he's gonna have like twenty <laughs> green jerseys by the end of it. Um, I well, I bet you when he gets it, he's gonna like try and figure out something else to do. He's gonna try and get like the polka dot jersey or something. I, All right. I <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, well, GBA, he's you know come good uh, in the past few years tours as well. Obviously, GBA has also had a great season um, in the classics. Michael yep. Matthews, I think, has something to prove, um, not only against those two guys, because GBA and Sagan were definitely sharing the spoils of the Classics um, campaign, mm-hmm. but because Matthews probably has to go against his uh, ex-teammate Simon Garens, and yeah. uh, I always kind of said that they're very similar riders, so um, we'll definitely see how that plays out. Gilbert, he had a, nut, you know, he had a great um, Classic season. Resurgence, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, quiet Kofkowski, he's, you know, looking lean as ever uh, in those pictures from the Polish National Time Trial Championships. I don't know if he'll be let off the leash, though. Um, yeah, I'm, I feel I'm, like... I wonder about that, too. Especially Kwiatkowski. I think the other guys will... I mean, I think Matthews is actually the leader of some web, so they don't have a GC rider. Um, But, yeah, I think Kwiatkowski, I think he's just there kind of... Maybe for show, I think he's just trying to help out where he can, and um, who knows if, if Team Sky will let him go go off the leash and, and try and go for some stages. Yep, and then I think Cattell will take any of the pan pan flat um, stages. Yeah, I don't think any pure sprinter will take him on. Yeah, I mean, I I think probably Greipel can beat him like once out of maybe four or five, but. Out of the list of people right now, Kittle, I think, has had the best form. Kristoff mm-hmm. hasn't been firing that well. Degenkolb hasn't either. Uh, he's been in the mix, but probably finishing, you know, top top threes, tops fives. Um, sadly, I don't think Edvald Bosenhagen's been doing that great. No, but he is on the squad, I think. Um, but who knows? For, di- for, yeah. for Dimension Data, yeah. He he won a bunch of um, Norwegian races. <laughs> yo Ford. man, <laughs> that yo for him that's like that's like that's tour points. World tour points. <laughs> I yeah well yeah. he's just picking he's just picking on the local guys at that point man he's just dominating, but um, yeah he I think he even won the 
the time trial championships uh, today for Norway. So okay, yeah, they're very strong still. Yeah, it'd be interesting who can take on Cattell and who can take on Sagan. I mean, those are like the two guys I think will taking will be taking most of the stages unless you know a breakaway gets away uh, stays away somehow, which yeah. is always possible. So you never know. But yeah, um, with the tour, I kind of I think covers most of the riders that I think you know the big star riders. And I just want to mention quickly, and I'll put this show notes that we are starting a fantasy league on Velo Games. Pretty straightforward. Um, you're just picking one, one type of rider of a squad of like I think ten, and then you don't swap them out. You kind of keep them throughout the tour, and whoever gets the most points wins. I'll put a link in the show notes and um, show you how to enter our league. So that'd be pretty fun. Um, I think we have some friends already joining us in this, so that'd be cool. Last but not least, um, we gotta do our fantasy picks. And oh, yeah. Nathan, do I get the honor of going first since I won the Giro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So to remind the, the listeners, we we typically do not only a Velo Games like like league um, on a website, but we also do like a a gentleman's agreement uh, uh, <laughs> fantasy league just between us two. Usually, just picking some some of our favorite riders and doing like this, you know, fantasy draft pick. So, uh, yeah. Um, you picked the obvious winner, which is, uh, Dumoulin. I had like the, the number two, three and like five guy. I had like you know, the rest of them, but you do definitely get, um, get pri- priority because you picked the right, the right guy. So, um, yeah. I think we'll do five picks each for GC only. We're not going to do like sprinter green jersey. Yeah. That's yeah. Hard. Let's just do, let's just do GC. All right. Um, so my first pick, I'm gonna go with Port on paper. So Port would be my first pick. Hmm. Interesting. Now Nathan will do two or three. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Froome and Valverde. Ooh. I think he's gonna get his. I think he's gonna get Grand Tour podium at the Tour de France this year. So wow. you're going for points or for wins? <laughs> uh, Tactics. They're the, same, they're the same thing. They're the same thing. Same thing. All right. I think, um, yeah. I, I think he's going to have fresher legs than Quintana, I think. All right. So now I, I don't know. know. I don't know. <laughs> I'll do my two picks. And I'm going to go with Conador. Um, yeah. Can't, can always rely on him. And then I'm going to go with my, my other boy, Dan Martin. Wow. <laughs> Wow, Dan I mean, Martin, a Grand he got Tour third at the Dauphiné, so I think he top ten last year or top five even last year. So there's belief. Oh my gosh, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, well, I, well, yeah, I have to. I'm gonna take. I'll take Quintana, and then. Well, you only get one now, right? Yeah, I'll just take Quintana. Yeah. All right. Then I get one more pick. I'll go with. I guess I'll go with Bardet. Okay. And now this is your last pick. Um, I think it's going to come down between Full Sang and Aru. Uh, I think I'm going to go with... I'll go with Aru. Okay. I don't know I don't know why, but... Yeah, I'll, I... For no reason, basically. I, I, I like the faces that he makes, so... <laughs> He's going to ride himself into fitness. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's basically um, it. Last pick for me. It's going to be hard. 
Um, I can't pick Full Sang because you pick a Rue. I'm surprised you didn't pick Full Sang. I'm kind of surprised I didn't pick Full Sang either because he won oh. uh, <laughs> Dauphiné. Um, I guess it's kind of too late. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I might let you switch mid, mid-race. We'll see. I kind of think it was a fluke, though. Okay. I don't know. No, that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair fair opinion, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my last pick will be, I think, Andrew Talansky. What? <laughs> well, I was thinking either Talansky or George Bennett, but I don't know George Bennett's form in, th- in a three-week race. Talansky over Micah? You think so? Well, I'm asking you the question. What? <laughs> There's no, Talansky can't outclimb Micah. No way. I'm That's, your pick, though. That's your pick, though. That's your pick. I'm going to go Yo, can I trade Aru for Micah? I'll, Micah. Micah's my guy. All right, all right. I'll let you take Micah then. For all real. Right. So that's official. And I'll write the Arch Squad on the Destro notes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, um, that is uh, the pretty much the wrap-up of uh, the tour episode. And we'll hopefully, I think, we'll try to do some more frequent episode during the tour to just update, you know, hopefully like the first half of the stage or half of the race with the listeners. So again, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, my name's Ang again. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And um, that's about it. So this is Ang and Nathan signing out. All right. See you guys. <laughs>